Okay, see, Annie and I are having a dis- uh, no, is it not even an argument, but so so explain visual novel to me again. A visual novel is a game like Analog Hate Story, where it is largely usually traditionally it's a text adventure. But with it's pictures. not a text. It's not a text because then you have a, a, a adventure game, and it's not an adventure game. Let's do it. Do it. Ah, what? So, okay, so no, go ahead. A visual novel is a subset independent of text adventures and adventure games. How so? Just because that is a picture that slides in every 10 seconds saying... It's... Well, I mean, no, yeah, it's, like, it's a very particular sub-genre. Also, the fact that visual novel is terrible because it sounds so much like graphic novel. Oh, it's a terrible name. Yeah. It's a literal translation of the Japanese, I assume. It's like it's not like it's but, someone okay, who's so actually it, thought. Analog about it. hate story, okay, is a visual novel. Mm -hmm. What what separates that from a text adventure? Well, I mean, a they're graphics. There are graphics, yeah. And b it's not a text adventure involves description of prose and like in text-based commands and all these things. And traditionally, a visual novel can involve usually does involve some degree of prose, but far yeah. less because they have an element of visuals involved. And it's mostly dialogue-based as opposed to navigating the environment. Based. Okay, so that's, uh, that's actually better, and yeah. And visual novels usually have some method of tracking your responses beyond just your basic choose-your-own-adventure route sort of thing. Yeah. Like, for example, they'll have basically like a, a friendship or love system where as you talk to someone, their their opinion of you will raise or lower depending on what you've done or said because they're almost always relationship-based. So, so Fire Emblem is a visual <laughs> novel sure. because I can make people love each other if they fight alongside each other. I would argue that there are elements of a visual novel. Uh, the Walking Dead. Would you consider that any anything kind of like a vaguely like a visual novel just because it's, if, not, if quite, had... it's not quite an adventure game because there's not really puzzles or anything See, like that. See, I would call still... that entirely adventure game. There is, there are, what dif differentiates Walking Dead from a visual novel are the points where you're not in dialogue. Because there are points where you're just straight up balls to the wall navigating the environment. Okay. And whereas in a visual novel is pretty much entirely defined by... Really um, just point to point rather than like exploring and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like dialogue to dialogue more than yeah. anything else. Like you're, conversation, you'll have, yeah, conversation. You'll have conversations that are interrupted by moments of prose that mm. are like usually establishing like your character's inner thought. See, my only experience with visual novels, quote unquote, is analog a hate story. Mm -hmm. And so I and you know, there what, are even points that in one, that where sometimes yeah. you would not be necessarily in conversation but kind That's of messing true. with the computer and stuff. Yeah. Which that... was almost kind of like adventure... Slash text adventure kind of stuff. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, which it's kind of nice to have all these games that don't necessarily necessarily slot perfectly into a, into a definition. It's nice to have games that yeah. can like like The Walking Dead or Analog a Hate Story, which are kind of like a little bit of a hybrid of a couple different like arbitrary uh, categories. It's like it's still I concur wholeheartedly, but it's still useful to have these terms to fall back on. Because yeah. when I say visual novel, I mean something very distinct from a text. Yeah, game. you know, well, you know, you have more experience with all this stuff, so you, so you know exactly what you're talking about. I just I think... only have the lightest experience with any of this shit. I've only played two visual novels. <laughs> I just think the about it The cave is lot. an adventure game, right? I would qualify the cave as an adventure game. Yeah. One thing I like about the cave so much, uh, spoilers for people at home listening, uh, did that you just me. text me? That was not Because Annie just picked up her phone. Go ahead. What, tell me what I was going to say. <laughs> no, I actually, I beat the, uh, uh, beat, um, I'm sorry, I'm checking my text while, this is the worst podcast sure. in history. Uh, well, 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 well uh, welcome to episode 61. <laughs> Believe it or not, everybody, hey, this is the Boy Hattie Podcast. Oh, this is a text I just got from 971-295-0835. Hi, I just uh, put some pics on www.superhot.com. It's Mary, by the way. This is I the got... first porn text I've ever gotten. That's so bizarre that you got that because I literally got that exact same text 30 minutes ago. 
Do you think somebody... Did someone hack one of... I wonder if we have a common friend who yeah. accidentally supplied, like, like, did something wrong. Yeah. Supplied, like, somebody, like, like someone's email address and their contacts got hacked into or something like that. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, uh, this is episode 69. Woo! <laughs> 69, dude. Of the, uh, Boy Howdy Podcast. I'm Annie. I'm Bill. According to... I'm gonna stare in your eyes long enough until <laughs> you get uncomfortable and you don't want to talk anymore. That's fine. Uh, no, so what were you, you talking, saying something about the cave? What you liked about the cave was that it was... The scientist. The scientist That's all I great. care about. The, no, the cave, um, uh, the only reason I bring up the cave, well, I mentioned the cave before on the podcast, but I finally beat it this week with mm-hmm. Dylan, and I'm about, it's, we're about halfway through a second playthrough, and it's funny how much of the game is just Maniac Mansion, but just really is kind of simplified. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, you know, you choose, uh, like, uh, you choose three characters at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. from a big pool of characters. And each character has its own, their own kind of abilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. All that's streamlined, yeah, and simplified. But I don't know, I'm just kind of, I don't know. It's interesting that that um, Ron Gilbert has spent like 20 years wanting to make this game. It feels you like know? it feels like a tw- it feels like he designed the game 20 years ago. He did. He designed this game before he designed Maniac Mansion. Oh, did he? I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's not literally the same game, but yeah. But the layout, there's enough backtracking and kind of yeah. like stupid game design from 20 years ago that if that's what I'm saying, it feels like yeah. he just kind of like made the map of the world at least and put I'm it in a drawer say for 20 years. That's really probably shouldn't say as an adventure game nerd. I don't like Ron Gilbert as a designer. Why? The best parts of Monkey Island were not Ron Gilbert's parts. They were Tim Schafer's parts. Well, and all so the other people the, who, what did, who did what on that game? Because well, I know they're both identified with the game, but I never hear anyone talk well, about who Well, both Ron what. Gilbert and Tim Schafer did a lot of the writing for that game. It was yeah. mostly Ron, Ron Gilbert. Ron Gilbert was... designed the game, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know it's Tim... like... Well, it's funny how many people assume that Tim Schafer made... Mani- or made uh, uh, Monkey Island? Yeah, because that's like... I've, just even this week, I heard some people talking about... I think somebody uh, on Twitter was tweeting at Tim Schafer about, oh, blah, 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 uh, tell us about when you made uh, Monkey Island. And he was like, I I, I helped out on that game, but I yeah. didn't make it. You gotta talk to this guy over here. And uh, it's funny that how he gets kind of gets gets credit for anything. Yeah. Like Lucasfilm ever did in the uh, the adventure game series. I'm an asshole. I didn't really like Maniac Mansion. What's up? I, I didn't enjoy it. So what? What apart? What about it didn't Ron like Gil- de- Death Spank. What about Ron Gilbert's <laughs> parts of Monkey Island? Did you not like? Well, I mean, it's just like the the parts of. Let me put it this way: the parts of Monkey Island that are the parts I like exist in Monkey Islands that Ron Gilbert were not involved. Was not. So involved he designed. In. He probably designed the puzzles and stuff. He didn't. He did all the, the puzzle designs. So, so did, Tim Schafer probably think, did. You you speak like you fight like a cow. Or I whatever. Th- they split That's the writing. Tim it was Tim Schafer, Ron Gilbert, and I want to say. One because you have yeah, Ron Gilbert's output recently isn't so sterling that I'm like the cave is cute, mm-hmm. but I'm not like dying for more games like, like that. Like I play, I even played some of the games that were done under Humongous Studios, which were when he left LucasArts, he did a bunch of ki- adventure games for kids oh, yeah? for all of his purposes, and they were cute. He seems to have a super juvenile sense of humor too, because I I forgot he did what Death Spank a couple yeah. of years ago, and the sense of humor in that was super like bacon robot ninja kind of like. Yeah. like just, I'm just saying, like the super dude, like when people say they like Ron Gilbert, they mean they like Monkey Island. <sighs> is he still working at Double Fine? I don't know. He was, it seems that like was his he, project. It seems like Tim Schafer took him as, under his wing at Double Fine just to get the <laughs> cave done, which is kind of funny considering. Well, no, Tim Tim Schafer urged me. Um, uh, Ron Gilbert went to the cave or. Ron Gilbert went Darn. to Double Fine to make the cave. Yeah, and he was contracting for that. So I'm not sure what he what his Everything relationship is with 
There's no reason why they can't continue working together. Mm-hmm. Is Ron the, is Ron Gilbert working on the double uh, the double fine adventure cam? No. Okay. During the one of the videos, at least excuse me, when they first started, they made it clear that Tim Schafer was, or God damn it, that Ron Gilbert <laughs> and he just got off an eight hour uh, work stretch. So. Uh, it's okay, Annie. We care. can't expect you to have total recall about the creation of all '80s adventure games. I was after in, an eight-hour workshop. I decided last night I should show my make my wife play the dig. Yeah. Um, I forgot how terribly that game opens. Oh, what happened? It's just ridiculous. Is this so just gonna like this is the episode where we just shit talk all classic adventure? Well, games no, see, the thing is, is, I remember really liking it, but the start, the first, the first. 30 minutes of a game are not the game. It's just the yeah. first 30 minutes of the game. But it's so funny. The cast of this game are... There's Boston Lowe, who's the um, the head of this astronaut crew. The implication is he's an experienced NASA scientist. You've got Ludger Brink, who is a geologist. And then the rest of you... You've got the, a dude bro who's a, the pilot of the ship. And the rest of your crew, like your um, mechanic lady... I can't remember what her role is exactly. Oh, I think she's the nuclear specialist or something like this. Is a congresswoman? And you're the, a woman who's helping you for reasons that they never bothered to explain other than the secret mission. But the, this, this is supposed to be a serious dramatic a, game, right? It is. Yeah, it's not, it's not it's the walk It's a reporter. Who worked on this game? Who, who, who made that game? Uh, it was a, a, a concept of uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And it Lucas was developed film, right? by, yeah, it was developed by, well, it was in Lucasfilm games. No. Um, it was developed by, uh, I want to say it was Brian Moriarty who did Loom and Sean Clark who was involved with, oh, I can't remember. Tell me about the creation of Shadowgate. It was written by Orson Scott Card, which I forgot oh, about. Oh, really? I forgot that he was hired to do some of the writing. I heard something that supposedly he went bankrupt this week. Maybe I just misheard that. People have been arguing that he's pray. emotionally Fuck bankrupt. That guy. I only, he's got a movie coming out this the year. The only Orson Scar- Scott Card re- related news that I heard of recently was the whole thing where he's going to be working for DC and everyone was freaking out about it. What is he doing for DC? He's going to be doing a run on a um, Superman anthology. They let anyone write Superman these days. Yeah. They got that. Who's the guy who did Babylon 5? I, that's your favorite show. I know you like that. <laughs> you, you, you used to run a GeoCities Babylon 5. I did. Angel Fire Bill, please. Michael, my, J. Michael Straczynski. And he's the guy who said, you know what? My whole Superman series is going to be about Superman walking. Did you hear about that? Oh, did he walk across the United States? Yeah, he decides that he's like, in order to see what the common man is like, he's just going to walk from one coast to the other. And so he forgoes like saving people and like countries are burning while he's just like walking from like Cleveland to like Erie, Pennsylvania. In like one up, ep- you know, it's just a fucking yeah. Well, that's scintillating, right? Now. I want to spend four dollars <laughs> on that twenty-five page comic. Uh, I mostly this week I watched a lot of movies. I had some guests visiting uh, f- from out of town. Some sex guests. That's right, Bill. Some sexual guests. So in between having sex, that's my that you know. Speaking of adventure game, that was one of the first CD-ROM adventure games. The sexual guests. It was going to be a launch title for the Super Nintendo. Bill's CD making add-on. a really funny joke about the video game The Seventh Guest. <laughs> But making it Ghost about boners. <laughs> Either way, Tim Curry would be involved, so it's fine. Uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, and so uh, my friends that visited are big fans of, I can't remember his name now, but he's the guy who did um, uh, uh, Lady Vengeance and I Saw the Devil. And, the guy who did um, Old Boy and stuff? Old Boy. Yeah. I can't remember his name now. Park. I've only seen a couple of them. Uh, Lou, Lou Park, Fuck Fark. <laughs> 
I've never seen any of his movies. So I think oh, did, did he do The Good, The Bad, and The Weird as well? Because I did uh, see that. So. On their recommendation, we watched I Saw the Devil and Lady Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Both really fucking good movies. I Saw the Devil was a really great uh, little thriller. And the question Park is... Park Chan-wook. Yes. Um, uh, the, uh, late, I saw the devil was just a really good time. Beautifully shot. And Lady I've Vengeance. Oh man. It's, it's more recent. It's on Netflix. I highly uh-huh. recommend it. It's one of those movies where you get about halfway through and you're like, what the fuck else could they do in this movie? Cause isn't that the climax? But shit keeps going. Yeah. It gets worse and worse for everybody involved. Are they super bloody and violent? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Enormously. Um. Have you seen Old Boy? No. Do you know what the twist is? Yes. Okay. I'm surprised you you I've been on the internet. let yourself watch this guy's well, movies. Well, I know. Well, I'm probably never gonna watch Old Boy. I only know about the twist of Old Boy because they're talking briefly about when remaking it that they wanted Colin Firth to be the protagonist. I can kind of see that. Wasn't like, older and kind of grumpy. I mean, I I, I can imagine worse. Bizarre people. to be. Anyway, it could have been, been Ryan Gosling. Let's put there it that we go. Way. Uh, but no, Lady Vengeance is great. It is the most Tarantino film that I've ever seen that is not a Tarantino film. It is about a woman who is uh, freshly out of prison for abducting and killing a small boy and what she does when she is released from prison. Why'd she kill the kid? She, or did she? Bum, bum, bum. She seeks Is the vengeance. kid now her husband? Now that's ten years later and she's out of jail and he's grown up. Bizarrely, it's like, no. It's like old boy but romantic. Um, what I really liked about Lady Vengeance Spoilers is you reach, boy. you reach the point, again, you reach the point of the movie where you think it's over and then it takes an interesting twist. I really liked Lady Vengeance. It was a really fucking good movie. Yeah. And I saw The Devil was hella enjoyable. That's I can't like wait to watch. Movie? Uh, they're both... I mean, they there are elements of gore in both of them, but I would call them more like thrillers, crimey thrillers, okay. yeah. sort of things. So yeah, looking at this guy's uh, IMDb page, it looks like yeah, I've only seen a, um, I've only seen Old Boy. Yeah, I saw the devil is about a serial killer. He made a movie called I'm a Cyborg, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, I saw the devil is about a, a serial killer who kills this woman and then her uh, fiance. Or husband, I believe, actually. Yeah. Uh, decides to get vengeance. So. Oh, I gotta check out. I'm up the cyborg, but I'm okay. <laughs> Holy when shit. When was it made? Uh, 2006. It's a South Korean romantic comedy. Wow. <laughs> this guy is a really savvy filmmaker. Did I ever make you watch the Indian movie about the guy who makes a robot version of himself? No. And it's you know it's an India Indian you know song and dance movie. A but Bollywood the dude's a robot. It's a Bollywood. It's a Bollywood musical about a robot. It's the best. <laughs> does he do the robot? I, uh, yeah, I think he does everything. Like, I think he fights crime and stuff. <laughs> Wait. Bollywood Robocop. I think it is kind of like a takeoff of Robocop. What the yeah. hell is this called? Indian Terminator? Wait. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, you keep on speaking while I look for this. Uh, those movies were good, and I liked them. I also watched Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. Which I had... I keep on meaning to watch. Is that any good? I had put it off because I had had so many people pan it. Really? Um, it's I didn't do anything. All I know is Tom Waits and Sam Rockwell. Tom Waits plays a serial killer killer. Oh, so fantastic. I'm just saying. And he's got a bunny. That's Tom all I know Waits, about. Tom Waits was a very good part of that movie. Well, it's by the guy who did In Bruges. So it's a really weird stylized film. Have you seen In Bruges? Because I've heard yeah. that's that fucked up super sad ass movie. Yeah, it is not the movie that it was. It's trailer purports it to be. Oh, really? Which arguably is the I problem with Seven Psychopaths too. Seven Psychopaths, everybody in it is really great. But the movie is very... Go ahead, I'm sorry, no, I got go distracted. Ahead, you got all I think I found the, uh, the name of the uh, Indian Bollywood uh, robot movie. It is called Entheron, 
E-N-T-H-I-R-A-N. Oh my god. Oh, I gotta look away. I, I should need to find it on YouTube. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Annie's gonna attempt to talk while she's interrupted by Bill. Yeah, for okay, I'm gonna shut up and keep on. I can't remember what the fuck I was talking about now. You were talking about Seven, uh, seven Psychopaths. Oh yeah, Seven Psychopaths. <laughs> is, uh, like three different movies, kind mm-hmm. of, over the course of the movie. So, you know. Is it kind of like a 90s crime caper, wacky kind of... Oh, we're all criminals. Not, I mean, Is it like Destiny turns on the radio? Sort of. It's it, it unexpectedly it made me cry like a bitch at the end. Really? Well, yeah. What happens? I you can. It's a movie, Bill. Sam Rockwell will get killed. Is Sam Rockwell like the main character? No. Or is he just okay? See, I've seen some people kind of try to sell that movie as a Sam Rockwell vehicle, and I didn't want to get disappointed if I go in there thinking I'm going to get my double daily dose of Sam Rockwell. He and is... turns out he shows up for ten seconds. No, and he's oh like, no, it's not that bad. Okay. He's arguably the the movie you could say has three protagonists, yeah. but in 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 order of importance, they are Colin Oops. Farrell, um, Sam Rockwell, and Christopher Walken. Okay. So I know see, Christopher Walken doesn't like to fight people. Uh, Christopher Walken tells a story at the end that made me cry like a bitch. Oh really? Oh. So unexpectedly. Uh, he gets a story told to him by Dennis Hopper in True Romance that made me cry like a bitch. <laughs> have you seen True Romance? Yes, I have, okay, yeah. Bill. It's because I'm a racist. Oh, Bill. What were you saying? No, I'm gonna wait and let you look at the internet. We got some uh, <laughs> iTunes reviews that accused us of being too long. So I'm glad that Bill is really making some good radio here. Oh! I just got an ad for this. China Beach is on DVD now. Oh, yeah? I can't believe the next <laughs> Hey, Annie! There's this movie from 30 years, this TV show from 30 yeah. years ago that lasted 12 episodes that your girlfriend really I likes. Say, I my wife, too. my wife is obsessed with China, China Beach, so Beach was the shit. I did see that the, that in the show notes, and man, I can't spend $200 on a DVD box set. Yeah, now. well, this isn't being published. Yeah, this is not, like, you can't buy it on Amazon. You have to go to the publisher's it's website. Like, yeah, it's tiny. And it's a super limited edition. I'm sure it's, like, a t- if you if you watch late night television, you would see a yeah, five-minute exactly, yeah. commercial for but it. But you know? no one ever expected this movie. It's a, This is one of those TV shows that no, no one ever expected to come out on DVD because they used so many old classic songs. What was really surprising is, did you see they made a note of saying that they have all the original songs is as it all the original? Because I know, and yeah. songs they noted that they have like 170 songs. I don't know if that was all of them. Well, excuse me. They that's said a lot of 248 songs, yeah. over the span of five seasons. Yeah, so which that's, I can't imagine. If they're missing songs, then it's probably nothing yeah. they're going to miss. That's pretty but fucking that's pretty impressive. impressive. Well, that's why you don't see The Wonder Years on DVD because that's, yeah. that was, show was made at the exact same time, pretty much using the same genre of music, like all the old 60s, uh, old Motown and shit like that. And yeah, like, yeah, that that's... I don't know. So China, and people who uh, listening at home don't know, China Beach was a late 80s uh, dramedy about it was essentially mash, but it took place in Vietnam. It was about a bu- bunch of nurses and doctors and stuff in Vietnam, and hijinks happened. And it had Dana Delaney. That's all I Dana know. Dana Delaney it. was great. Yeah. It also had what was her friend's name? Casey. Have you actually watched Dana China Beach? No. Her she had a saucy friend named KFC who was from Kansas City. That's why she was called KC. Yeah. I this is, I'm just remembering this. I haven't seen the show <laughs> since had 1987. A total recall. I think the last time I saw this was after I beat Contra, <laughs> went downstairs, <laughs> and like my mom was watching it at like 9 p.m. on like a Tuesday night, and I like I didn't feel like going to bed, and I watched some China Beach with my mom. But it was, from what I remember, it was a pretty good show. Um, yeah. What the hell were you? Yeah, you were talking about Seven Psychopaths. I. Who cares? <laughs> oh, Bill, Jesus. tell me about Nino Cooney. Nino Cooney. I've still not touched it, but I did get an English version of that uh, uh, companion book that oh, yeah? came this week. Bought, bought it on eBay. Spent some money on it, but <laughs> oh, it is Bill. here. And actually, uh, supposedly next week, 
uh, Namco Bandai is going to start sending out free strategy guides to everyone who ordered the special edition of Nino Kuni and didn't mm-hmm. get it. And yeah, they're just going to be sending out free. Uh, it's this big 400 page hardbound. It looks really pretty for a strategy guide. Like they were selling it for like 30 bucks. It's supposed to be really ritzy, but everyone gets a free copy of that. So I might just wait for that to arrive and I'll just play that with my English, my English companion book next week. There you go, Bill. I spent most of the week just playing Fire Emblem. I have put nine or ten hours into that game, which is pretty remarkable so far because I've only had the game for like a week and a half. Yeah. And uh, for it just I being a strategy like game with no plot, shit about this game. it's just a good strategy game. There's no really like. The characters are, are, are good, and, the, and their dialogue and stuff is really well written, but it's just a good strategy game. It's it's hard to talk about it, because it really it is just... It's strategy, like, turn-based strategy stuff. Like, what do you say? It's strategy with feelings. But with, yeah, boyfriend and girlfriend stuff, where you have people date each other. With the visual novel mechanic. Yeah, exactly, yeah! It's, uh... Yeah, I remember. Bill, tell you about the Skyfall and Record This Owl. right here is why we got a bad review this week. <laughs> Yes, you can just download the demo of Fire Emblem. You find out for yourself what Fire Emblem's all about. It was not necessarily a bad review. I actually no, I was, was laughing a, it with was, Bill. It was, the it was a very charitable. It was no, like well, tell what was it was the a review? three star Read review. And the it review? Said, um, Do you have it up? I think no. It was a three star review, and it basically it was said a three, it was a good review. Exactly, it was a three star like, review. This podcast is okay. It's too long, <laughs> and Bill's high pitched screams annoying. are awful. Which they're not wrong. And I, you know, what you say you as know I'm what? reading this, I'm like, you know what? Our our first bad review could be a lot worse. <laughs> like well, literally, I have never bothered to look at reviews because I just assumed all the reviews would be terrible. <laughs> and you pointed out we've actually got nothing but good reviews from yeah. our super patient listeners. <laughs> I saw Grumpy Turtle just I last was, week. It's really was funny, review. is it? So we got that review, oh and then God. immediately after this we is... got two reviews, are basically saying, "Well, yes, but this is like the end God's of a bless. wonderful life." Except instead of killing ourselves, Bill just gets really sad because someone said he was loud pitched and screeching. Which has that person never listened to the podcast before? Bill's a little bit aware that he's a little bit high pitched and screechy, and that's not exactly news. But like, uh, I could see me, me editing the podcast to be shorter. But like, how do I get less? Do I just get less excited and stuff? And that's how I'm like, yes, I like Fire Emblem because I can turn into a Pray dragon. Tell, tell me more. There is a woman with large breasts who turns into a ferret bunny rabbit. <laughs> Wait, a ferret bunny rabbit? Yeah. Uh, once you get part in the game... Well, it's, it's with Fire Emblem, you keep on getting farther into the game. You start unlocking new characters. Like, new characters arbitrarily just join your group. Yeah. And I got this lady who's got bunny ears but big tits, and she hates mankind. She hates human beings. You find out that she's a person who turns more into a bunny rabbit. Like a nine-foot-tall ferret bunny rabbit that eats people <laughs> okay i found the review the review is even better because the title of it is a little too long and bill's sp- screeches are troubling <laughs> bill is bill if we ever do like a page of like reviews i'm just gonna do dot 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 troubling <laughs> period bill is problematic actually no just oh. quote that completely that's gonna be the slug line for our podcast no, that- if that I'm sure that person still isn't listening to but we appreciate any and all feedback about this the podcast. Is a, so it was Even followed I've been hiding from feedback just assuming it'd all be terrible. <laughs> it was followed days later by feedback from Ben two three seven eight nine four seven nine zero eight nine five seven. Should we a memorable name. Is that his is that his social security <laughs> number? <laughs> okay, I'm, gonna apply, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna apply for a passport tomorrow and find out. Credit card number. 
And he said, are the episodes too long? Definitely. <laughs> this is the start of his glowing review. However, Bill and Andy are excellent hosts. I subscribe because they're two people I feel like I would get along with and they make for my missing out Oh, I would TV suck his balls up my mouth and out my nose. And movies that I don't otherwise have time for. I'd love to hang out in person with these fine folks if I lived anywhere near Portland, I'd Oregon. I'd give them a reach around. But I don't, so I listen to the Boy Hattie then, podcast. That's very kind. Yeah. I'd suck your clit up between yeah. two and my teeth. God bless Grumpy Turtle. The subject of his review is solid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why you? He doesn't want anyone tracking him down and pointing out that he's lying about podcasts. Uh, oh, the, the title of the last person's review, I should say, is completely unfiltered but compelling. He's already done enough for us by giving say, me so much free turtle, stuff in video games, God so he's bless. not obligated to... Anyway, Grumpy that's... Turtle says, as someone who enjoys longer form podcasts, I don't mind at all, and they clock in at two or more hours, let's face it, usually more. Yeah. Oh, like man. most good podcasts, Boy Heidi feels like just sitting in on two friends chat in an entertaining way. Even when they talk about things I don't really care about, they have a way to keep me interested. Plus, I'm pretty sure one day Annie will assault Bill for one too many cans of soda open. Highly recommended for anyone. You started. That's podcast. the best part. Is I got you opening soda on the on the podcast. You, I wore you your noticed, ass down. You noticed that I opened before we started today, Bill. Oh, did you? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> There's still an open can of ginger ale that you could crack open eventually. Anyway, now that we've heard all those wonderful kudos, hey Bill, <sighs> tell me about Skyfall and Wreck-It Ralph. I'm gonna play as the scientist from the cave for Halloween. <laughs> that's gonna be my cosplay. <laughs> She's the best. Dude, character. I was gonna say that's one of the few video game characters that I could actually dress up as without effort. Does that game pass the back? test well no one talks to anyone about anything except for the att- yes <laughs> cave well no because the only person who talks in the game are the uh, attendant at the ca- at the cave the uh, miner the hunter you know if you're playing as a female character yes it does because when the hunter is talking to you it's like i've got to get she, that and monster. we played as the adventurer yeah and then you are two women having a conversation about that's oh, a good wait, point no, yeah. is the monster male <laughs> in which case <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> That's the most high, p- high pitch move of the, of the week. Uh, what the hell were you talking about? Oh no, I, the only reason I put Skyfall and Wreck It Ralph on there is just because um, I got the Skyfall Blu ray. You saw Skyfall, right? We've I talked did. about Skyfall. We have. Um, and Wreck It Ralph came out on iTunes this week. Hmm. Which is the only the only reason that's even noticeable uh, notable at all is because the Blu-ray and DVD of Wrecker Alf doesn't come out for like another month. This is the first time where uh, an iTunes release of such a big movie has come out so far in advance of the of, hmm. of the actual retail disc release. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I like Wreck It Ralph enough that uh, I, yeah, I just bought it from iTunes. It was yeah. twenty bucks. I, I watched it, it again, and I'm sitting there watching. It and I'm like, I know this isn't necessarily a great movie, it's but good. I like it enough that I'm like, I was watching it again. I was kind of still kind of like laughing my ass off, even though it's not. <laughs> I I wonder if it's partially because I know it's the Simpsons guys who made it, so I'm extra You're just like, to like it. Uh-huh. Whereas Bill. if I didn't know that, I'd be sitting there going, this this movie's stupid. <laughs> they made a Leroy Jenkins joke on that wall. Bill, I'm gonna Please. just be honest with you. I went and saw Hans and Gretel Witch Hunters again this last weekend, oh, really? so I cannot point a single oh, goddamn you, finger. Your, uh, house... I took my friends to go see. What they say? Were you? The, were they, they were... looking at you like you're crazy? <laughs> they were very quiet. After. I can see them turning well, around. They... You're vibrating and blowing when the camera adamant's on screen. Um, no, they, uh, they really liked that guy, that filmmaker who also wrote the movie. They really liked his prior film because he did Dead Snow, the zombie, the not oh, zombie Oh, yeah, that movie, movie sounds like shit. <laughs> I'm not saying it is. I haven't seen it, but, well. They was... were very polite afterwards. They're like, it was fun. <laughs> so, but they liked his which previous Which, to be movie. fair, yeah. But the guy only wrote it? 
So you can't the guy who so wrote much. and directed Dead oh, Snow. Oh, wrote and directed, okay. Yeah. So. No, no, no. Did he write and write Hansel and Gretel, yes. too? Yeah. Didn't you say, like, like George Washington, like, produced Hansel and Gretel? Or somebody's... Yes, Phil. George Washington. No, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. That's what it is. It's very strange. Did, you have, did it hold up on a second viewing? I went into... I knew what it was a little more. And so the first time I saw it, it was a little butthurt because I felt that Gretel was damseled a little too yeah, hard back in the movie. This, yeah. But watching it a second time, not not actually not as bad as I remember. Now, so your house guests, did they know you'd already seen this? And you're, Yeah. Did you at least kind of play it off like, well, maybe it's like Clue and there's this different ending if we see it this time. <laughs> yes, Just to Bill. justify why you're going to go see it No, I said, I said, I like Jim Arden's freckles. Let's go see Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. I, I said didn't even watch Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. I've got so the James him. Bond 50 Blu-ray set that has all the James Bond movies, which that's the best part about buying Skyfall is putting the disc into that set. So Thank I've got you. all the James Bond movies in one set. But uh, yeah, it's got Quantum of Solace. I want to watch that again now that everyone, now that I know Game of Arden's hot. Mm-hmm. At least the boner I got when I first saw it, Quantum of Solace and Thatcher's <laughs> hot then, yeah. is validated. Well, I, I remember at the time, I remember at the time when it came out, not only thinking that she was attractive, but being really mad that she died so early on because I thought yeah, she was interesting. Yeah, she's only in the movie for 10 seconds. She's, she's, almost, a... she's actually one of the more interesting characters in the movie. Yeah, which is... And also, she has one of the best James Bond girl names ever where her name is uh, Agent Strawberry Fields yeah. and she's got red hair. And... Yeah. Is she naturally redheaded? No. She a brunette. Really? Yep. That's a shame because that's like one of her defining... Oh, is she brown haired and Hansel and Gretel? Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. We wonder why these podcasts are Hunky so brown haired. Why do I feel colored? It's hair. Jesus. Has she gotten naked in a movie yet? I mean, technically she gets she gets. I was gonna say naked. she gets. Naked you don't see her pubes in anything or anything, huh? I don't know. The only really the only Demarjan movies I've seen that that will probably be corrected in the coming weeks are um, uh, Quantum of Solace, uh, Prince of Persia, and Hansel and Gretel. You walk around Hunters. on the internet long enough, especially like animated gift forums and shit, <laughs> you get surprised at how many actresses you wouldn't think would be naked in movies. I've been naked and shit like Anne Hathaway. She's been fucking buck ass naked in a couple movies where I'm like, holy shit. That's the reason why if I were an actress, I would never get naked in any film no matter for what amount of time because then, you, then you're online forever. But you would be an actress role for all of five minutes before no one would give you any roles because you wouldn't be naked in any movies. I think that's the catch-22 is that yeah. like at a certain point in life, until you get famous enough, you can turn down nude roles. You kind of have to like... Okay, well, show me tits for this role. There's like a there's some I don't know. Out there. Uh, Rachel Weisz had was like naked in the movie she just made last year with Tom Hiddleston. Well, that's true too. Maybe she's just a perv. <laughs> she went out I'm of her way. I'm gonna see my butt. She my butt. Her... Bill thinks Bill, you think this is a flab butt? That was her she idea to out. show off her ass in in, in, in the Brothers Blue. <laughs> that's it. She, she walked. Like she spent Ryan. the whole day on the set just Ryan walking on her ass idea. hanging out. <laughs> Yes, cool. What? Oh, 
How is it you manage what? Hmm. I'm just trying to prove this guy wrong about how long our podcast. <laughs> God damn! In the, in the worst way possible to us. Oh, I wonder how we do well. Listen, how think of that? We just had like like a technical error or something. Like no, that. Bill just had a brain error. Hey everybody! I hope you enjoyed Bill's little musical interview. interview. Oh, hey Annie, look. Interlude. I hate you so bad. <laughs> it's time now for the Geek Week interview. Uh, uh, it was announced today that Scholastic. Kazu, we just added something to the show notes. I was about to say that, motherfucker. Oh, you're freestyling. No, you're actually going you off wrote, script. Bill wrote Kazu. That's exactly what he wrote. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Scholastic. Just, rewind. Oh, no, no, no. Scholastic. For the, this is the worst fucking podcast <laughs> in the universe. Every time I don't think you can be worse. Uh, Scholastic announced that it's for the, I think, the 15-year anniversary of Harry it's Potter. It's been that long. I know. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. We're Harry all Potter's looking at girls getting death. funny feelings, man. <laughs> anyway, um, Harry Potter's almost old enough to be drafted. Uh, so. In what, the wizard army? <laughs> That's it. When does the future stuff in Harry Potter take place? It's It takes place in the early 90s. It's within the... No, 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 like the, the epilogue at the last... Isn't oh, that sometime 20... within the next decade? Because what, they show the forward 19 years. The first years. book takes place in, like, what, 1998? Yeah. And then it's seven years, and then Bill, the Google epilogue... this. Literally, the internet okay, will tell okay, you. Okay, 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 I'm going to okay, continue okay, talking okay. and reach slowly, ever so slowly, inch towards the point. Um, Annie? Um... <laughs> of Harry Potter they would do a re-release of all the paperbacks without Marie Grand Prix. It is? That's covers. kind of a shame because I love Grand Prix Marys. Well she's Grandpa she, Mary or whatever the fuck her name is. She's going to still have all the hardbacks. The It's going to be the paperbacks are going to have these covers by a uh, friend of the podcast Kazu. Kazu we don't I don't know, know how to say his last, last name. name. I feel like yeah. an asshole. Anyway, he he. I know him as uh, the editor of all the flight anthologies. He did a series of young adult comics called Amulet. Um, he did a really great comic. Uh, what was the name of his western? Oh, Daisy Cutter. Yeah, Daisy Cutter. He was one of my Daisy favorite. Cutter's great. Daisy Cutter's still one of my favorite comics yeah. ever. Yeah. Daisy Cutter about a lady cowboy doing a train heist. And there's Robot Sheriff and his good times. Yeah, and he's also just a great illustrator. Yeah, he's know? an excellent illustrator. They released the, the cover for his first, his uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, the epilogue great. of Harry Potter takes place in 2017. Okay. Fucking four years from now. That's when it's all the oh old. Oh my god. That means, oh my god, isn't it when you're 12, that's when you go to Hogwarts? And that means all those little kid hot Harry Potter characters are already eight years old that we see that they're ship- shipping off onto the train at the end all of that shit. All the babies, shit. yeah. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> Oh. Already eight years oh old. Oh my god, that means ten that years it? from now they're all gonna graduate from Hogwarts. <laughs> oh! Hogwarts, the new class. That's gonna be the name of the next one. Yeah, hey everybody, the only Wii U game. Do we actually talk about what's happening? That he's I that Kazu is going to illustrate the covers, all seven books. I did say this, Bill. You were. Did they only show the for the first book? They, oh, this is what I said. Bill, I just was Bill. Bill, what are we doing? What are you? can listen to the podcast and then he'll let um, your questions answered. This was the thing I was going to say was <laughs> chirp 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 Bill I want you to develop a bit <laughs> that is not 
<laughs> injecting awkwardness forcibly into her podcast. I want to know Brian Scott is like pulling his hips <laughs> up by the strings. Johnny Carson had the golf. I have. I don't feel like this right out there. Both of those are visual. <laughs> I have forgetting what I was about to say and then stopping the podcast cold for dead silence for 30 seconds while everyone at home goes, uh, maybe I should stop this podcast and never listen to any more episodes again. That's my quote unquote shtick. It's intentional. Oh, God. The only Wii U game due for release anytime soon, Rayman Legends, is not only getting a multi-platform release this September, good, but the Wii U version is being delayed until September 2. Bad. One of the first big third-party Wii U games has now been relegated. A GameCube-style also-ran release, not even worthy of Ubisoft time and money for a dedicated early release. Nintendo will be hosting Nintendo Direct the morning after we record, which will be to trying to plug some of the holes in the Wii U release calendar. Yeah. So, did you hear about this? Any uh, did you hear oh, yeah. about this yourself? Yeah. I was excited in that now I can play it. Well, I was the one kicking and screaming at you about how awesome this game was because yeah. I downloaded the Rayman Legends great. demo on the Wii U and it was really fun. Yeah, yeah it got no, me to I, play Rayman Origins. Well, that's the thing. No one has any problems with the fact that it's going multi-platform, unless you're uh, some of the really die-hard Nintendo fans yeah. are kind of pissed off about that. Although you know that game, that game was never going to be uh, permanently right. a Wii U exclusive. It's the fact that the game is done. The developers came out this week and said the game is done. It's just going to sit on a shelf until September, until we can yeah. finish the ports for the other systems. And the insinuation seems to be like the reason uh, of the Wii U version is co- is not coming out now is because. Oh, Bill's searing gas pains. I had so much pizza for lunch. Hey, Annie. This is the worst pause of all. There's an owl. Ladies and gentlemen, there's not an owl. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bill is lying to you. Lying. Oh, okay. No, so uh, so the, the, the insinuation, what seems to be, what I'm assuming is happening is the uh, Raymond Legends is not coming out on the Wii U. Uh, it's supposed to come out at the end of this month. Because I guess it's not worth to Ubisoft to actually just uh, market it separately. They'd rather just take yeah. the marketing cost that, that they wouldn't end up spe- uh, spending on marketing the game if it came out by itself for the Wii U yeah. and sell terribly. They'd just rather just roll it into the marketing marketing cost just for uh, marketing all three versions when they all come uh, come out together this, this fall. Yeah. Which, Ubisoft is a whore for money. They will do, like, they will support any system at launch just, just to be, just to say that the first people on the console. Yeah, I mean, they, they threw a lot of weight behind the Wii U so, launch. So yeah, they're not afraid for they're not afraid for putting out software on a system that is does not have a lot of consoles on shelves yet, which shows you how how few yeah copies of uh, the Wii U version of Raymond Legends they were anticipating selling that they would suddenly decide to pull all that shit and say you know what fine fuck it we're actually gonna just shift the, all the marketing effort behind this mm-hmm. for the X, 360 and play uh, PlayStation versions. Hey, Bill. Yeah, Bill, it's Ubisoft. What am I saying? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Is Ubisoft? It's is not it Ubisoft? Ubisoft. It's Ubisoft. Is in ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Yeah, ubiquitous. Ubisoft. Is it not ubiquitous Ubi- software? When 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 I'm riding my bicycle and the wheel falls off, <laughs> it's no longer it's no longer an unicycle. <laughs> it's not an. Unicorn? I liked your terrible. Seriously, joke. have I pronounced? Have I been mentally mentally um, pronouncing it incorrectly all these it's, years? It's Ubisoft. Ubisoft? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. That's weird. Ubiquitous. Ubisoft sounds like it's French. Ubisoft. That's to be honest with you, Ubisoft. I thought the same thing until I read somewhere. I'm like, oh, it's ubiquitous software. Like, what a real boils down to. There ain't shit to play on a Nintendo system <laughs> that's ever. The world Nintendo story. is dying. Oh my god. No, but that's. 
sucks. Uh, well, there's a couple other things coming out this spring. Eventually, Pikmin 3 is supposed to be out sometime mm-hmm. this spring for the Wii U. And there's supposed to be a Lego game. But aside from Does that, there's shit coming out. Does this mean the Wii U exclusive non-Nintendo game right now is Zombie U? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. And that came out at launch. <laughs> and... Well, Nintendo is supposed to be, like I mentioned in the show notes, they're supposed to be having a uh, conference tomorrow, and I'm assuming some of that will be to try to, like, hey, we got this game coming, maybe they'll announce, like, specifically when Animal Crossing's coming out on the 3DS. Well, there's not much coming on the 3DS either, but they need to start pimping stuff that's coming out on the Wii U sometime this spring. Otherwise, people really will just completely abandon that system. Yeah. And the fact that this is the, the one window they have between the Wii U's launch and the launch of the next... Uh, generation yeah. of consoles this, this year. should be the time when they're kicking ass this is when they should be announcing all kinds of crazy shit the fact yeah. that like well also the fact that all the multi-platform games that are coming out this spring and summer are none of them are coming to the wii u too that's also a bad sign so i mean this is we keep on talking about this almost every week about how there's nothing this is really wii bad that's, a, that's specifically a bad sign yeah i almost wonder they're having a conference tomorrow i almost wonder if there's any chance they may have actually talked to Ubisoft, do you think Nintendo? How did Nintendo let this happen? Because I'm there's I'm sure this wasn't a complete surprise to them. I'm sure Ubisoft is working enough with Nintendo. I'm surprised that Ubisoft Nintendo didn't anticipate this somehow and try to work with Ubisoft, whether or not somehow like to even give them cash breaks with the like. I don't know something they, to make sure that maybe they, they couldn't incentivize just, it enough. Yeah, try to give yeah them some some kind of incentive to put out that that game on the system. Just have something out. Well, I mean, Nintendo as a culture, they've never put a lot of stock in third party. Yeah, releases. if it was a Western company, I I could imagine them more likely. If it was yeah. like Microsoft or something, I yeah, could see Microsoft them more trying to incentivize. Like, yeah, we want to keep the the illusion of games coming out in the system going. Yeah. But yeah, Nintendo just doesn't give a shit. So you have stuff yeah. like this happening where, which is weird because Nintendo. Ubisoft. Well, it's, it's Ubisoft. They actually uh, Ubisoft. 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 <laughs> I do say when you make a bowel movement, do you say I made a poopy or I or I made a puby? <laughs> I'm just saying. What do you say? Conley, who's one of my my co ladies in the Lady Like Book Club, she when she was, says the word boobs, Bubies? she says boobs. <laughs> Canada? It's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Her boobs are touching my boobs. Boobs sound like when you have like banana sling boobs. It's not quite boobs. It's not but close though. Boobs. Because boob. It makes me so happy. The very act of saying boob sounds like a swollen a boob. (laughs) Boob. That's what I think every time I use the word. That's when he got real big boobs when it's boob. <laughs> Bill is so excited with the segment he is spluttering. Boob. No, it's so himself. no. Nintendo this week just announced that there's going to be a new bundle that actually has Wii U uh, or uh, Zombie U uh, packed in. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I guess Nintendo can't lower the cost of the Wii U because they're already losing money. Yeah. Like, selling it right now as is, and so I guess that's their their mark their move right now is just to make a better bundle just by adding more shit into it. And so now uh, there's uh, yeah a new bundle that it's Nintendo Lands, it's it's the big it's the nice black bundle everyone wants, but now yeah. it has a free copy of uh, I think it's Zombie U and the Pro Controller. Oh okay. Uh, added in. Which speaking of which, this week the ad I, I tweeted about this online. Uh, check this out. Is this the hot shit or not? Oh my, oh. So, uh, when I got a Wii last fall, uh, I couldn't find a pre-order anywhere but Amazon, or no, it was Walmart.com. And I was afraid that the Wii U might be like the last Wii where it was a year and a half before you could just walk into the store shelves, or walk into a store and just find a Wii on the shelf. And so I was going crazy trying to find a pre-order for the Wii, or for the Wii U. 
And Walmart was the only place I could find online that was taking pre-orders, so I uh, pre-ordered a bundle with them. The only problem is that you had to spend an extra $30 to also, on top of the bundle, buy a shitty third-party uh, pro controller, which finally, just finally arrived in the mail this week. Could you not have canceled that back part of your order <sighs> Well, it didn't ship until now? You know, I probably could have, but I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so, I was like, Monday, I'm like, why did $30 something go missing out of my... Uh, Your bank account? My bank account. And I got the email from, from Walmart saying, you crappy third-party <laughs> controller ship that you bought only so you can make sure you had a Wii U on launch day, despite the fact that the stores were crammed full of them a week later. <laughs> this, this like, the day after it was announced that Raymond Legends wasn't coming out and pretty yeah. much, like, Shigeru Miyamoto threatened to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of third-party controllers, last year I got, to be honest with you, because it was Mass effect yeah, I got a Razer controller because yeah, they had their cool? Mass Effect one. At the time, I was like, this is nice, but it's not that different. Now when I go back to using a regular Xbox controller, it feels like crap in my hands. A. Is that still for sale? Uh, honestly, I am sold. I'm going to get Razer controllers going forward. They're great I have a Razer mouse, and that's nice, but that's not the same thing what you have. You yeah, know? this this controller is the best controller Doesn't I've ever have, had. like, you could, like, change the torque on the control sticks yeah. and stuff? you can, yeah. it's like super, How much was it? Like, $70? It was, like, 80 bucks. Yeah, like it, well, a normal controller but is, like, 50 bucks. What's funny is that they have these little rubber, rubber pads on top of the analog sticks, yeah. and I have worn the rubber off of the left analog stick. Can you replace them? Probably not. Oh, wow. That's I mean, amazing. It's, it's still usable, but it's Which like, holy funny, shit. It's, well, since Mass Effect, you have played Mass Effect like three times. I like all three Mass Effect games? One and a half times. You Thank have put in a lot of Xbox time in the last year, though. Well, it's my primary gaming console. Yeah. It's just weird to see physical evidence of it, though. It's like, Jesus Oh, that's Christ. fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah this, this Pro Controller I got for the Wii, it's uh, it's color-coded. It's supposed to look, look like, like a, a Super, Super Nintendo, Nintendo controller. controller. Like, oh. I kind of like it for being a stupid, kind of like, oh, look at the gimmicky controller. And actually, it works i used it to play the raymond legends demo on the wii u that's what made me think of my razor though because i held it in my hands like this feels like garbage in my hands this, this, feels like garbage. <laughs> and this is 30 dollars worth of garbage uh, the uh, funny uh, thing uh. is the real pro controller is only like five dollars more than that so yeah. if i just wait I... <laughs> <laughs> wake up, wake up. It's, it's like it's like walmart trying to make me like regret like one like I'm trying to walmart make... making you have buyer's remorse <sighs> shocking anyway, yeah uh, Bill's note here is the complete sentence the astonishing wreck that is aliens colonial marines my joke is, what? I almost feel the same. Like, this is too mean. I'm like, breaking news. Internet shocked that licensed video game is terrible. But have you seen how bad it is? Oh, it's, yeah. Their licensed games are always bad. Like, no, but have you seen the reviews wrecks. this game has oh, got? Yeah. Like, it's been, it's been hitting, like, 30s, well, 40s, 50s. Gearbox, I mean, Borderlands was, it was a pretty cool game. If you're not into shooters or anything like that, I could see you not being into it. But at least... They, you can know Gearbox can at least make competent games. This game was feels like it was made by a retarded person. Yeah. And it's been in development for like seven years. I didn't years. realize it was in that. What's crazy is that I was reading a comment somewhere and it said, did you know that in the time that this movie has been in development, Aliens vs. Predators, whatever that last game was, was conceived, yeah. programmed, <laughs> and released? <laughs> In well, that did you, time, did you see what happened? Like Kotaku had a whole breakdown as to what they think they they they, they think they cracked the nut as to what happened was, I guess when you boot up uh, Aliens Colonial Marines, uh, four different companies' names show up, and mm-hmm. I guess what happened was uh, Gearbox they uh, subcontracted most of the work on the game out to another company, mm-hmm. and that company supposedly that's the company that was dragging its feet, 
and supposedly mm. Sega, the company that was publishing the game, yeah. was threatening to sue Gearbox if they didn't get the game out in time. You know, because the game's been under development for so long that they eventually come around and said, "We're like, you know, if you don't get this game out." Hmm. We might have some fucking contractual issues. I wonder if this was a two human sort of scenario, mm-hmm. or not two human. What was the name, name of that game? Where, um, or no, the Xbox De- or the X Men Destiny game, where they were like just had this contract and weren't putting a lot of effort in this shitty game so that they could get the well, check and work sure out. Like, what happened? And, and it sounds like this 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 third company that Gearbox, the developer of the game, con- like essentially hired someone else to make the game under Gearbox's name. Supposedly, this company scrapped all the work that Gearbox gave them. I guess Gearbox had started work on the game. Mm-hmm. This other company took all that work, threw it out the window, started building their own game that was totally terrible. And then when Gearbox finally saw the work they were doing, like back last fall, they saw all this work that this third company that they had subcon- subcontracted out to was terrible. So they had to junk it all. So they essentially made a game from practically from scratch in like in like nine months. Oh, and that's why the game is so terrible. Because yeah. essentially their whole thing of saving money by subcontracting to this other to this other team, all that money is completely wasted. It's it sounds like it's more bad management than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Well, yeah, I saw that Gearbox, of course, came out and denied that. They're like, well, that's the funny know. thing. You have Gearbox blaming like other companies. You have Sega blaming Gearbox. Well, Gearbox denied that yeah. allegation. Gearbox said we Gearbox developed and programmed this game. Of course, we work with other companies because everyone does. But Gear, this is a Gearbox game. Yeah. This is not necessarily the most sexiest stuff to talk about, but well, it's, it's, it's kind of just interesting to see. Yeah, just the politics behind all this stuff, mm-hmm. especially when a game fails this spectacularly. Yeah. You have companies kind of blame, like publicly blaming each other for why it's so bad. Yeah. And especially you think it wouldn't be that hard to make a decent game based on aliens. Yeah. So many games are based off of, like, ripped off aliens I know. the movie. <laughs> when you're just... But what made, what made Alien and Aliens great were two very different things, and... Well, one's a horror movie, one's an action movie. Yeah, and you'd think Aliens would be... But even then, it's like... It's hard to have a game with multiple impossible undefeatable villains. Yeah. Well, supposedly yeah. for like in the Aliens game, this this Colonial Marines games, yeah. half the time you're just fighting uh, humans anyway. Yeah. Because because I guess like fighting monsters who just kind of bum rush you and try to try to claw your face off gets repetitive after a while. Yeah. So they switch it up so it kind of turns into more Call of Duty. We're just fighting other Marines for like supposedly giant chunks of the game, not just yeah. a little bit, but like. And they said, well, it kind of turns into a shitty, like, Call of Duty clone at that point. Well, it's also a shame, too, because this game was supposed to be the canonical sequel to Aliens. Yeah. It takes place, like, on the same planet as Aliens a couple months later. It's kind of like what they did with the Ghostbusters game. Yeah. Where that was supposed to be, the, like, the, the second sequel to Ghostbusters, but just in video game form and actually involved a lot of the actors and... And, and writers and stuff from Ghostbusters, and this involved a lot of the cast from the original Aliens movie, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's a piece of shit. It's well, it's funny shame. that this game feels like, it sounds like it's been rushed out, and meanwhile, um, Last of Us got pushed back. What? So it's like, this week was the week of the global balancing. What? What happened? To... Oh no, Last of Us is just like, we need time to finish polishing the game. It's So wait. they push it back to June. It's oh, I didn't hear release. about that. Mm-hmm. How far into June? June fourteenth. Honestly, it's like what, like two or three yeah. weeks. That's not too bad. Well, it was a March release. It was late March. Was it March? I thought it was May. Oh, it was a May. It was an M month. Maybe it was May. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Annie. <laughs> God damn no! <laughs> I want to come to the Did you see they sold out of the stupid statue edition? Oh, really? They did. Did you get that? Oh, yeah. I'm an idiot. God, yes. so you're, you're in like when you got it. Yeah, I'm gonna be so fucking broke this assuming year. Assuming the PlayStation Four is anything you want. Assuming the Xbox Three Sixty is anything you want. Did you hear from Valve? Fired a shitload of people. No, this week? I'm. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Bill, that's what he said. Bill's not trying to aggressively go off the rails. <laughs> Bill 
The Last of Us is coming out for the PlayStation 3. Why are you going to be broke? This edition... Oh, now I get what you're saying. I'm sorry. Well, you, I well you, 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 you've talked about how broke you're going to be because of that. <sighs> well, and then there's two console launches. This... So do you think that... So well, my you're going to buy a Wii U too, right? You think... oh, Come on, you got to get... Do you think The Last Guardian is going to be a PS4 title? It's got to be at this point. If it is not announced on on the 20th as a launch title, it's dead. I, I, I think, think it's so. safer to assume that it is dead anyway. I think it has That's to be... the last chance they have to do anything interesting I with think it. it I, well, I'm thinking about the timing and everything of kind of when things went dark. I wonder if it was like I... they just wanted it to be a launch title for the next console. I don't know. And what Sony's if what's that his butt, forward thinking about What's it. his butt through a fit and was like, well, you know, whatever, and then I'm leaving and I'll work on my game, but after this I'm out of here. You think that's because they changed the schedule on them to say, yeah. hey, we're going to make this Because uh... I can see how with that game, with that guy... He's such a notable game maker and so beloved, and he's all about pushing the visuals and platform. I could totally see them saying, "Hey guys, I know you've been working really hard I mean, on the PS3 infrastructure, but switch to PS4." He freaked out when uh, Metal Gear Solid was no longer a launch title for the PlayStation Three. <laughs> we are talking about the same guy. Right? <laughs> I'm racist. They all look the same. To me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, God. I forgot, I, no, I forget the, what the name of the guy is. Is it Umida? Ueda? I feel like it's... I feel like... Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name. Well, the, it's the Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus, Colossus guy. guy. Yeah. Ico guy. Yeah. I mean, he's known for pushing the limits of software. I, I wonder would, if... You know. More than anything else, man, if they had a one-two punch of Uncharted and... See, that's the thing. Last Uncharted Guardian, and Last Guardian? That fuck. is so much to wish for. That By virtue of how good that sounds, <laughs> that means Sony can't I mean, be doing if, it. I mean, if Sony wants to have a strong in on this console war, if they have the Bungie title, isn't the Bungie title going to be rumored to be a PlayStation? Well, it's multi-platform. It's, multi it's going to be, okay. Well, yeah, well, I was thinking, well, it's interesting because, yeah, what, this Tuesday, actually, by the time we record the next podcast, we'll, we'll, the, that, that Sony reveal will have happened. Oh, that's true. So this is kind of our predicting what's going to happen next week. Um, well, so it's Tuesday is when they're going to, supposedly, it seems like they're going to announce the PlayStation 4. Um, this week, Bungie has a whole bunch of people previewing their new game, Destiny, up in, up in Seattle right now. Uh-huh. And it sounds like people will be talking, well, well, the journos that are up there will be talking about the game sometime next week. It's, I, I've been reassured by a couple people that this is not what, ha this is not what's actually happening, but it seems like the timing would be great if yeah. they announced uh, Destiny as a launch title for the PlayStation 4, which it could be. It well, seems it like Destiny's be... coming out this fall anyway. Yeah, I mean, if it's coming out this fall, they're dumb if they don't put it on the, on the more recent platforms. Yeah. But, or I should but say, the latest if greatest somebody could come out on Tuesday and say, hey, Project Destiny is here, and then next week, that's when the journos that are up there previewing the game this week can actually talk about yeah. the game. So in, in terms of saying... Okay, well, this is what at least it's going to be like on yeah. the PlayStation 4. E yeah. Even if it is just like, well, it's going, exactly. If it's like, yeah. it's going to be multi-platform, but that will be the screaming generation console you can get. And that'd be a great way to get like <clears throat> people who are into first-person shooters who may not care about games like Uncharted or Shadow of the Colossus yeah. or, or, or uh, The Last Guardian. And, you know, uh, that would make sense. The only but... thing that got me thinking about Last Guardian is that uh, when the guy who developed it, he uh, w was saying this week, someone was asking him about it, he's like, I can't say anything about it because I don't have any control of the publishing, which is what got me thinking about the whole schedule thing. And yeah. he said, but you'll be hearing about it soon. So. But I would assume, yeah, if we don't hear about it Tuesday, it's dead. But you imagine how pretty that would look, too, if it's yeah. on next-gen hardware. Yeah. See, that's I mean, it looked, my thing. It looked like it was going to be pretty on PlayStation 3 stuff yeah. anyway, but shit. Yeah. Fuck. That's Annie's Theory Corner. I mean, we know uh, it's going to be, there's going to be an Uncharted game on the PS4. It's going to happen. Eventually, actually, even if it's not involving, if, if Naughty Dog blew up tomorrow. No, Naughty, it's Naughty Dog. They hold, They said we now have no, a No, but I'm crew. just saying, the it's a, a big crew. enough brand for Sony now that, yeah. like, yeah, even if Naughty Dog, for some reason, decided they were just going to do fucking Wreck-It Ralph games for the rest of their lives or something like that. 
Sony would find a way to make more. Wow, we're talking about dumbass next console stuff. More Durango rumors. Mandatory Connect usage. Better Connect tech. Mandatory game installs to the 500 gigabyte hard drive. Blu-ray discs and pretty decent hardware. Did you see the whole thing about game installs are going to be happening in real time as you play the game? That sounds interesting. That'd be nice. Well, especially if they're 500 gig or if it's like uh, installs off a of Blu-ray disc. Yeah, Blu-ray. those are chunky installs. Yeah, because it could be like what up to 50 gig. Yeah, something like that. So what? That means you can only install like not not that all games use all 50 gigs on each disc, but 500 that 500 gig hard drive, especially if installs are mandatory. That's just that motherfucker's gonna fill up quickly. Yeah. Well, realistically, it could be that once you're done playing a game, maybe well, you can delete you it. Know. But yeah, hopefully, then it keeps your saves. But at yeah. least the installation. Well, if it's anything out. like the Xbox 360, the install data and your game data are two discrete yeah, pieces exactly, of data. Yeah. It's like I mean, it's a safe, it's a it's a safe file as opposed to the hard. Like, but it sounds like itself. each uh, Xbox is going to come with a uh, connect. I wonder if the connect is still going to be a separate unit or if it's actually going to be like a part of the console. I don't know. I'm just excited that the hard drive is going to be a goddamn part of it because I know they took it off the 360 to keep the downloads down or to keep the costs down and to have an entry level thing. Oh, but yeah, but, e- every I mean, Xbox is going to have a, th- it a hard drive again. Yeah. Like if I'm a developer for downloadable titles, I'm like, fuck you. Half your market may or may not have the ability to yeah. actually download anything. Yeah. I'm a little so. freaked out. The one thing that sounds like bullshit to me is the always online connectivity. Yeah. So those are two things. We may have talked about that in the past. The two rumors are always online connectivity and somehow disabling used uh, games. Which I could see. I, I could easily see Microsoft being stupid enough to try that. So yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I still think it's a really bad idea. Yeah. Like, the use thing, I think, is dumb, but if they're pushing towards more digital release, there's, that's, I mean, that's kind of, you could argue that's part that of that. That starts to become more relevant, but... But always connected. That's, that's shitty. Yeah. Like, what, if I don't have, if my internet is down, then I don't get to play video games. And people... Single player video games? I get why from, like, a develop. I mean, realistically, when they look at their demographic... Although, if you just have a spotty internet connection, even if yeah. you even if aside issues of who and who doesn't have internet, the f- quality of people's internet connections aren't necessarily all that great. And yeah. There, there's... Yeah, that's kind of... Penis. This is my be, favorite... The one thing that will be interesting, though, will be if the, X, if the next Xbox is Blu-ray-based. Yeah, those games downloads are going to be pretty fucking big, though. Yeah. So well, that's if why you it's have so critical. Caps that... for your internet usage. That's well, no, it's downloading the from the disc. No, but I'm just saying, if assuming there's going to be more oh, digital, digital releases downloads. of those same games, I gotcha. that's going to be kind of. I mean, when you buy a game on the PSN, you be downloading a 16 game. gig. Game. Oh, I bought Final. Did you buy any of the Final Fantasy games? They were on sale half off this week. Especially oh, no. all the Final Fantasy games were five bucks a piece this week on oh, PSN. Really? Yeah. Do I they got... have Final Fantasy 11? I didn't see 11. They didn't have 12. Oh, 12 is what I meant. Maybe not all of them. Oh, 12, I don't think they, they had, had uh, I bought Final Fantasy 1, Final Fantasy 8. No, Final Fantasy 9, and Final Fantasy Butt Sex. I can't remember. <laughs> I bought three of them. I can't remember. Oh, Final Fantasy 6. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I've never played uh, Final Fantasy 9 and 6. I'm really sure they were good games. Oh, 6 so they're five bucks a piece. 9, 9. 9 is the third PlayStation 1 one. That is supposed to be more cutesy and more like the original uh, Final Fantasy games, where you're going Isn't after that... crystals. It's supposed to be less melodramatic than seven or eight. Is nine the one with like kind of like chibi kind of character models? Yeah. And there's the I thought that was ten. No, to Final Fantasy ten. That's the first PlayStation two one. That's is that where... the one with Blitzball and all that. Yeah, Blitzball. Yeah, fucking Final Fantasy with Meter Hosen. 
Uh, yes. Final Fantasy Nine is cute. Though, I still I really want that like Final Nine. Fantasy Twelve disc. I still want to play that. I Bill is is making point of Final Fantasy Twelve because Final Fantasy Twelve is my favorite. Final I Fantasy watched game. you play that. It, that it was interesting to watch. I played that I game. Liked... I think I played hundred hours in the course of one week. I played five hours of that. That was the first time in my life I have ever d- been you... quote unquote sick at work. You sucked to a play marrow out of the bones of that game. That was pretty <laughs> impressive. Well, I, I really why, liked man. it because like you actually do like. Like, there's real combat. It's yeah, not just turn-based. I found that combat very satisfying, which is very rare for It's me. funny, because I think if we ever get together to play World of Warcraft, you'll, you'll be kind of reminded of how kind of Final Fantasy XII it is. I played World of Warcraft, my friend. Oh, you did? I mean, I played it before. Oh, you did? Oh, I had no idea. Remember I had a cow? We talked about this. Oh, I didn't realize you had a cow. I thought you just yeah. wanted to be a cow. No, I was. I very briefly played World of Warcraft. What was your cow's I was name? a cow. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Moo face. I don't know. Was this it, is my favorite. Was it Moogle? <laughs> Illusions Moogle. Uh, this is my favorite note I've ever seen in the Geek Week interview. It says, Dice Awards winners. Oh, I forgot this <laughs> shit. I knew I That's fucked it. up something. Wait, hold on. Uh, while what? Bill is looking up Dice Award winners so we can feverishly add them, Laika's next project will be The Box Trolls, a CGI stop-motion film co-directed by Graham Annable. Uh, Laika being the um, uh, organ-based stop-motion animation studio that did Paranorman and Caroline, uh, Coraline, excuse me. Graham Annable being one of my favorite cartoonists whose work as a uh, story artist at Laika for the last couple years. Um, he does an amazing comic called Grickle, which is available, I think, from Top Shelf Books. Really good. He's just a great cartoonist. He uh, he did uh, he worked if at Telltale. Kind of if you like things that are great, if you kind of like that. He thing. has this one long, like short comic called Billy Joel about a dead dog named yes. Billy Joel. It's fucking great. Uh, he, he, did, did, he did what? What's the what was the adventure game? Uh, I'm getting to that. He worked yeah. at Telltale before he worked at Leica. Is that a Telltale game? It was a Telltale oh, okay. game. He uh, did a bunch of uh, concept art and stuff, and I think storyboarding for Telltale games. And they did do a game based on his art called Puzzle Agent. Yeah, um, which was a solid do game. That well, it was a. I I won't be surprised. It was a, essentially a Professor Layton kind of game yeah. with, if you could imagine Professor Layton and Twin Peaks making out, then you have Puzzle Agent. I thought it was a cute game. Really cute game. What was nice is that it was 2D and they tried to ape Graham Annable's style. But I love Graham Annable and his drawings, and I'm glad he's doing The only that. thing I'm a little worried about is that the, it seems like uh, Laika's in this very, very distinct hole in terms of, not hole, but it's always kind of like goofy, quirky little kids going into a world of, like, magic. I thought the protagonist in this were the box trolls in question. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, just... I read something about how the trolls were raising a human child, and the human oh. child is doing this and that and stuff like that. It's based on a young adult novel. That's all I know about yeah. this. That doesn't sound terrible. We'll, we'll find out I think out it's called Here that. There Be Monsters is what the source material yeah. is called. Something yeah. Like um, okay, so here's the Dice Award stuff. That's a lot of awards and stuff. I was going to say, Bill, you should... Bill, call your highlights while <laughs> I go to the next point. Outstanding Achievement in Gameplay Engineering, XCOM. <laughs> Uh, visual engineering, Halo, achievement in story, Walking Dead. Oh, actually, uh, uh, that's actually a cool uh, category to have. Well, Dice is essentially the real Oscars of yeah. It, this it's 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 actually put out by it's it's assembled by other by actual industry folk. It's not yeah. like the Spike TV Awards or whatever the hell that shit is. Yeah, outstanding achievement in story. The nominees were Dishonored. According to this, it was Dishonored Journey, Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> Dishonored Journey. That's my favorite Journey sequel. <laughs> uh, Spec Ops: The Line in The Walking Dead and The Walking Dead One. Nice. Um, Journey One sound design. 
uh, music. Yeah, Journey. It sounds like Journey. I'm glad that Sleeping Dogs won everything. Yeah, no, that's nice. Um, the hell is oh outstanding character performance? Essentially, best voice actor. Yeah. Uh, the uh guy who won it was Lee from Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, this is the this is the category that uh, Ashley Birch was nominated for. She was all flipping out because she She was was nominated nominated against Jennifer Hale. Yeah. Yeah. And I tweeted, I was like, even if you guys both lose, at least that gives you something in common with (laughs) with Femshep. Um, which is oh that's kind of funny because even for Halo Four, got nominated for uh, Cortana. Actually, the only guy who got nominated this year, other than uh, the only two guys who got nominated for best Voss, voice, right? Uh, yeah, Voss and Lee. Which those that's oh wow, it's like those guys don't really know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Um, outstanding achievement in animation was Assassin's Creed Three. Assassin's Creed Three came up. Some I, I literally just saw a, a headline on some website about Assassin's Creed Three, and before I even clicked on it, I found myself justifying Assassin's Creed 3. I think it was talking about some action figures that are coming out or anything. And as I clicked on it and I knew I was going to scroll down and see some comments about what a shitty game it was, I could feel myself building up a defense for it. It's like, well, it was terrible, but... And I realized what an abusive relationship I have with the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. They're such... Even literally the most rotten out of all. I didn't play Assassin's Creed 3. I just fell down the stairs. (laughs) Exactly! (laughs) Jesus. Uh, role-playing game of the year was Mass Effect 3. Uh, no, uh, did you see that, uh, Ubisoft <laughs> announced that there, uh, is gonna be a new Assassin's Creed this year, starring yeah. a new dude. Yeah. Hopefully, God, they said a lady? new protagonist. Come on! New protagonist. Yeah. New time. Yeah, essentially new Assassin's Creed. They're giving up on Connor pretty quickly. <laughs> well, Connor's story was very complete. Like, you could tell a new story with Connor, but Connor's, Connor... Th- that was it felt very much like the end of Connor's story. It also makes sense that if you no longer are Desmond, yeah, uh, um, that, that's kind of curious. That... Um, man, these fighting. There were actually enough fighting games that came out this year to justify a fighting game of the year category. <laughs> uh, adventure game of the year was The Walking Dead, which beat out New Super Mario Brothers. Well, oh, they're thinking of adventure game in terms yeah. of just like. Adventure game in the sense of when you go to uh, uh, like on Steam and you look in their adventure category. Handheld game of the year was Paper Mario Sticker Star. The game was bullshit. Uncharted Golden Abyss was nominated though. God, that game. Downloadable game of the year was The Walking Dead. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Journey won everything else. It really is just Journey with a little <laughs> bit of Walking show. Dead. The Journey show. Did you see the thing where Genova Chen came out and said the Journey bankrupt that game? Company? Yeah, they were bankrupt when they shipped that shit. Yeah. No wonder like half. And I don't think it's no been wonder profitable. the other two people who work for that company left. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I don't think I think he said during the course of his thing that even though it's been critically acclaimed, it's not necessarily been financially successful. Well, I'm sure that's why they're going multi-platform too. Yeah. Hopefully, whenever they put out their next game, if they survive long enough to put out their next game, I hope they multi platform and they can yeah make some serious because yeah limiting them imagine like having a psn only release of anything that's <laughs> gotta suck balls your ba- <laughs> jesus christ yeah a shorter just putting out on the wii u eShop exclusively yeah. like fucking christ oh mega man 2 speaking of that mega man 2 came out on the 3ds this week for download yeah they make you happy bill <laughs> <Mega Man 2! laughs> can start hooting at this i point. should be playing oh wait actually yeah what Bill is now going to just leave the podcast, let me finish, <laughs> while he plays Mega Man 2. Finding Nemo 2 is coming out in 2016. How do you make a sequel to Finding Nemo? Hanny? <laughs> chirp, chirp. Yeah, well, they know it's like, yeah, it sounds like what happened, it sounds like Disney is only going to let um, Andrew Stanton, the guy who directed uh, Finding Nemo, who also directed John Carter from Mars. Yeah, this is his penance. This seems to be like his, like, yeah, like, they're only going to let him direct another live action movie? 
if he makes this if he makes Finding Nemo too. Which you know, frankly, if I'm Disney and I gambled what two hundred and fifty million dollars oh, on the guy and lost. Well, you exactly. think at this point, Andrew Stanton should just leave Pixar and go off and do something else. But no, he is like he's sold his he soul to the feather. company store, he man. He needs a feather in his cap before he can walk away. Is what yeah, I would Disney say. Disney will assassinate his ass <laughs> if he tries to leave. Universal is making a CGI Grinch movie. Directed by the guy who directed the Gorillaz music videos, it's crazy to think that the shitty live-action Grit movie came out 15, 13 years ago. 13 years ago? Yeah, I saw that news and I was like, but that... They just made they one. Was, they just made one. I'm like... That's 13 years ago? Yeah, people who me? saw that movie in theaters were just like, have already had puberty and had sex and have kids by now. Oh my god. <laughs> Friends are almost done. Hey, Annie? Come on, sing along. You know it. <laughs> okay. This anyway. year's 50th anniversary Doctor Who special will be filmed in 3D and released in theaters. Well, there you go, Billy. You were worried they weren't going to do anything. I think it's just going to be Amy Pond stripped naked. <laughs> rolling around in mud. Think or hope. <laughs> with a Dalek shoving its eye hole oh, into stop, her stop, pooter. Stop, 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 Well, she's already known for stripping announced... naked and running around hotels. Have they announced anything else about this? No. They, they still... I'm... I'm assuming something in the next month. Well, supposedly they're going to start filming this thing soon, which at which point they're going to have to come out and say, yeah, there's a reason why we have everyone who's still alive who's ever played the Doctor hanging out at the studio. Is that because they're actually in this thing? It's not like we just have invited them for tea. Have they been hanging out? No, the but assuming oh. they're going to start filming soon, they're going to have to say something one way or the other. Oh, okay, so, I got gotcha. yeah. uh, Rejoice in Vanilla Ice's new line of home lighting. Tell me about it as the lighting <sighs> expert. Did you look up the website? Yes, I did. And it's, oh, it's so, A, I'm not going to trust Vanilla Ice to design anything what to UL standards. His well, uncle's lighting company must have died and then he took it he over. He apparently has had a new life doing, um, with a reality show where he flips houses. Really? So therefore he has expertise, well, which is new because the last time I heard about Vanilla Ice was a few years ago when he was, which I guess was longer than that, where he was broke and bartending in Dallas. So good for him for making his way. And he played it's one of the ugly who's ass in that live lighting. action Grinch movie. It's ugly ass lighting. Yeah. It's nasty ass lighting. It is the worst of modern lighting design. But he's got a blue hat on. <sighs> It is literally everything that I hate about modern lighting design. It's this awkward mash of modern and classic in a way that only serves as a detriment to both. It's what bullshit. is a Finding Nemo sequel going to be about? See, that's the thing! Are they the fish found him! It's been ten years later. Okay. Aren't the fish dead? It's going to be, what's his butt? It's going to be the dad is going to go missing. And then the Nemo has to go find him. So it's like Taken 2? Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to take Taken 2. They're going to digitally remap their faces. And redub it. Was, you know what? Did you you saw the original Finding Nemo, right? I did. The thing that I was with that movie till I got squicked out at the end when Dory gets captured and sold into white slavery, <laughs> and she's put on she's she's made to put on auction for like Arab fish. <sighs> I can't remember what Arab fish are called, but then she's like drugged, and I was like, man, this is fucked up. I don't want to see Dory sexualized, but then I got sexualized. <laughs> Now you can't go back. And that's all I can draw. You know, I will go see. I will go see Finding Nemo two just for Dory. It could just be Dory the motion picture. I would, I'd be if they were smart, if actually interesting, <laughs> wanted to maximize Disney's profits for that movie, it would just be yep. Dory like on a roller coaster. <laughs> Dory shooting the Grinch from the CGI Grinch movie that's going to be coming out. Oh my god, Dory the Explorer. Anyway, All sorry, right. Go ahead. So Bill's last note in this week's geeking review is say nope to the Pope. 
as a ex-Catholic... Oh, happy Ash Wednesday, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Do we, did you see anybody with ashes today? I woke up. That doesn't seem to be so much a big thing here. in Portland. Well, Portland is a big land of agnostics at best and atheists at worst. Yeah, back worse. in Pittsburgh, you'd see a lot of. I'm back in Texas, same thing. Yeah. But uh, and also, I think what depends on what region you are in Portland. I imagine the closer you are to inner Portland, the less and less you will see. We're also in southeast, the big hipster part of uh, yeah. or uh, Portland too. But uh, I didn't really look around and notice. It's also winter, and everyone's all bundled up wearing hats. Babushka. So yeah. Oh, well, that's great because if like you, if you're Catholic, you can like, yeah, I want to. I got my ashes. I can't take my hat off, so it's it's cold. So my the inside it. of my hat brim is very dirty right now. Uh, so Pope Ibrahim Dracula the Third. What what's his name? Everyone Benedict. hates. The, all I know is he looks like the goddamn Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. That's a joke everyone made. Is that his name? Bratzenberger? I'm pretty sure. That was Benedict. Well, that's his Pope name. Cumberbatch. <laughs> his Pope ben- name is is, uh, is Pope Benedict Every... blah, 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 blah. So we're not going to, for the first time in a decade, we're... You know what? The funny thing is when he, they announced that he was quitting, again, this is something else where I was like, man, he's only been Pope for like two or three years. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like been Pope no. for well, not, yeah. less than a decade, which is still pretty really short for a pope what's more notable but, is he's the first pope in 600 years to resign did they say why he's resigning uh you don't just become pope and then say you know fuck it i'm out that was the joke everyone was making is like chosen by god resigns what is that he say? must be sick or something like that well, he know, looks sick he's not the guy he dude, got being the pope he looks like scanners being the pope is hard at best of times much less when you have a shit ton of scandals come out under you and frankly when there's a big fucking sexual oh, crisis is that a joke and frankly since he was hitler youth are you making that joke and since and a lot frankly. of your uh the people who are a member of your faith in third world countries you're telling them not to wear condoms and you know that's sort of the bullshit pope? uh there is a uh, basically a bunch of sub popes meet in room and sit and Some chat popes. and pray until they uh, they elect a new pope, and then there's smoke. That Should is we burned. start a nope for pope? <laughs> nope for pope. Pope nope. Uh, the number of Doctor Who pope jokes that I heard what? in the span of a day were amazing. Why? All of them talking about how the joke, you know, the pope will just shimmer and then regenerate into a new pope. That was a joke. I saw, and that's okay. That joke is not terribly interesting. I, I love saw that Dr. joke. Who, but I saw that joke. Fuck Doctor. No Who. less than seven times on Twitter. Hey, like in the span of half an hour. What's what's the poster? Don't worry, Pope. <laughs> Don't freak. What's that goddamn poster? Keep calm and carry Keep on. Keep calm and Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I like that. Is the logical dumb conclusion of that meme? <laughs> Keep calm and Pope. <laughs> With a little pope hat and the symbol on top. Who was the one who said keep calm and beat, keep beating a design thing and, yeah. uh, like a dead horse? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, you know what? I remember having a good time watching when they elected, what's his name, Ratzenberger. <laughs> I like the TV news coverage, the whole thing with the white smoke and the black smoke. Which one's the good one when they say they found a new pope? Is that the black I smoke? I think I can't remember now. I'm a I'm a lapsed Catholic. Keep in mind, the Benedict thing is I... the only pope I've ever seen elected in my time being a Catholic. Oh, yeah. Well, me, well for most people, because John Paul II and got JP elected like 30 years. Yeah, he was around for like 30 years. JP2 yeah. is the reason why I could pretend to be Catholic as long as I was. Yeah, so unless you're over 40 years old, yeah, it's all been John Paul. I just hope John Paul. that maybe 
this is too much to hope for. And Benedict was terrible, but he wasn't as bad as he could have been. I just hope that maybe the next pope says, yeah, you know what? Maybe put on a dick sleeve. <sighs> what nationality maybe are you shooting for, at least? Because you at least got your German pope. Well, isn't there going to be, isn't the, aren't the Benedict, aren't the nominees like a, there's like an African pope and a North American pope. Oh, that's a thing? A, oh, I didn't um, realize you even t- talk about the nominees. Well, it's not like they're like, you know, because it's all, it's an election from God, but you look at the prominent leaders in the Catholic Church at the time, and you can, people make guesses. Having said that, I don't think Ratzenberger was high on anybody's list yeah. at the... I'm the hearing, it, I'm hearing it could be J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> he's already in charge, he's already in charge of the other two big religious groups in the world. <laughs> and with that, this was the Boy Howdy Podcast. As always, you can holler at us on Twitter at BoyHattyPodcast. See, I feel like we can't beat that, so we're going to yeah, call I know, it BoyHattyPodcast.com at BoyHattyPodcast on Twitter. We newly have, uh, last week we joked that Grumpy Turtle should make us a Steam group. He made us a Steam group. Find us on Steam, the Boy Howdy Podcast group. And maybe someday we'll play games. Who knows? That's why I'm not. Well, we're not going to play anything until you get your new computer. That's the only reason. Is why that I haven't why you haven't friended me or joined? Oh, well, I've been so busy working on Stumptown poster stuff. I haven't done jack shit. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you shit. And have uh, you actually been logging on to Steam? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I've been populating my wish list. Oh, I had no idea. I'll get on there then. Yeah. Um. But, uh, uh, what was I saying? Uh, we're on Twitter. Everybody. Yeah, we're, just, we're, on we're just sending the podcast. And, uh, fuck. God damn, this is the worst podcast we've ever done. Hey, Annie. At least yeah. it's short. <laughs> As the Boy Howdy podcast goes, at least. It's Dracula Pope. He's coming for us. <laughs> oh, no. Look, turn around. Friends, there is no Dracula Pope there. <laughs> More lies. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, okay. Take care, guys. One, two. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here, huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Aperture science. We do what we must because we can. For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. Maybe Black Mesa. That was a joke.
voice is starting to get a little ginchy. Because you're making Muppet voice. I know. 